Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here's a guy who would never want to be kicked by a Missouri mule, my soft friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm doing well. And no, I don't want to be kicked by a mule. That, that sounds extremely painful, James B. Apparently, the Missouri mules are really popular as, a, as an expression for hardworking. Oh, I, I see. Not kicking me in their spare time. Hey, look, I don't know a lot about this data reference. I don't really follow it up. I just looked up what a Missouri mule was, and it said that a Missouri mule is just a typical expression for the hardworking folks out there in the Midwest. So anyway, um, I'm not out in the Midwest. I'm here in the, the East Coast. You're out there. Are you by yourself in the Midwest somewhere? We aren't alone today. Today we have a guest. It's my spider-inspired daughter, Violet Haspatcher. Violet, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, I'm seven years old. Uh, what do you like about Spider-Man, V? Uh, I like how he can climb on walls and how he can shoot um, um, webs out of his hands, like on his wrist. Are you a bigger Spider-Man fan than Dad? Yes, Dad only, my, my dad only has one thing and I have like four. Spider-Man things? Yes. Why do you want to be on the podcast, V? Because um, it, it inspires me to make my own podcast when I grow up. Oh, how very touching. Well, she's not going to learn anything while you sitting there peppering her with questions. You need to show her how to do a summary. All right. What? The Amazing Spider-Man, 86. Beware the Black Widow. A battered Spidey is swinging home after his fight with the Kingpin. He is unknowingly being followed by the Black Widow. Meanwhile, the former Madame Natasha has decided she will learn and mimic Spidey's skills as the Black Widow. We get an extended backstory of her past. Violet, the Black Widow has a new outfit. What do you think of it? I think it looks tight around her. And when, and also, when um, when it's nighttime, she can just put on a black mask and, and um, just roam around being like no one could see her because like she's all black. All right. A woozy Spidey gets home where he finds Captain Stacy and Gwen worried about Peter at his place. There's a line here that says, but Gwen is a female, and like all females, she thinks with her heart. It's interesting uh, to see this quote uh, with the Black Widow in this episode. James B., what do you think of the Black Widow appearing? The Black Widow appearing is, you know, I, I hate to say this all the time so negatively, but these characters who appear in Spider-Man... They're just hoping to sell issues of what's going to be her book, uh, or half her book, actually, uh, oh. by having her appear first in Amazing Spider-Man for some publicity, basically, and getting a new costume and a new image, and everyone's supposed to be excited about her, just so we can read about her. And I, I think it says it's called Amazing Tales in the Spider-Man issue, but that's not even the name of it. I tried to search that up because I'd never heard of the book. I think it's called uh, Amazing Adventures, was the book she appears in for a whopping eight issues. Uh, and she's only, <laughs> like, the co person in this book so uh don't really know why she has to be here except i guess we're trying to sell her magazine so spider-man is essentially the human torch that used to be for uh spider-man that, that he's a he's, he's appearing to help black widow yeah i mean he's we tested him out with kazar and quicksilver and you no know, sales went up so we gotta <laughs> we gotta just have other superheroes and supervillains show up just so we can promote their goods so sorry it's the truth well Natasha suits up and heads out to test her new get-up soon afterwards. Hey, Violet, did you notice anything as the Black Widow was uh, swinging around town in her new clothes? I, I saw JJJ 
um, looking out his window. He was he was just like like he thought it was at, uh, actually Spider Man, but it actually was a female girl copycatting, and that he didn't know it was Black Widow. He was not happy at all. Do Do you think that he'd be happy if there's a lot of Spider Men swinging around his town? No, he would not be happy at all. He'd be published too many papers to publish with that many Spider Men about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think J. Jonah Jameson uh, could recover from that. What do you think, Getty? Great segue, James B. Speaking of recovery... Spidey has not recovered. He also heads out, but he decides to head out to clear his mind. Spidey is fearful he is losing his abilities when the Black Widow attacks. She quickly subdues the weakened Spidey, but he shows his pedigree when he, with brute strength escapes being tied up and scares her off. A very woozy Spider-Man barely makes it home and immediately begins to analyze his blood. At the end... He believes he may lose his powers. Eddie, what do you think of the suggestion to us that Spider-Man could lose his powers as his blood sort of, you know, changes over time? I had not really considered this as a possibility for superheroes. I, I really like this plot line. And besides that, this issue didn't have much going. Uh, anything else you want to discuss? Yeah, this issue really doesn't have much in it um, except you know, a big promotion for why we should buy uh, Amazing Tales 1. But the last page, uh, which has Peter Parker not wearing his mask all over, but he's in his Spider-Man costume. If you if you look at that, he's sweating up a storm on every single panel. It's just sweat all over his face and dripping and dripping and dripping. And I think they're just trying to set us up to understand maybe what's wrong with him. Um, Violet, is there anything else you want to talk about in the first magazine? Uh, no. Okay. Eddie, why don't you take us into the uh, the conclusion of this storyline? Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man, 87. Unmasked at last. We open with Peter dizzy, delirious, and unable to see through his microscope whether he is losing his spider powers or not. He decides to enlist the help of Doc Connors, but the doctor is in Florida. In a highly stressed and agitated state, he breaks into a jewelry store to steal a gift for Gwen's birthday, but immediately realizes his folly. Yeah, Violet, did you see he rips open the cabinet and he steals some pearls and then he thinks about it and uh, it's a big mess. Violet, what, what did you think about that part where he breaks into the jewelry store? I did not like it. I don't like being, I don't like when Spider-Man meets a criminal and he looks scary inside the picture. It's creeping me out sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, breaking into a jewelry store. Uh, ironically, that might not even be the worst decision in this book. <laughs> an idea for spider-man what's that what what if if he can just get the jewelry and no one's at the desk so you can just put the money on the desk and then you can just run away with the jewelry and it's like he paid for it yeah he just paid for it i was actually thinking that if he had taken the jewelry and then later had used his spider web to lower the money down to pay for it it wouldn't have been that bad i think he could have undone the damage he did there. Sometimes it's hard when you make a bad decision and you have to try to undo it. I think he could have undone that one a little bit. Another great segue, James B. Here's a decision that Peter wishes he could undo. Across town, Gwen can't figure out why Peter isn't at her party. As the party ends, Harry, MJ, Gwen, and Captain Stacy are shocked to see Peter darken the doorstep with the Spider-Man mask in hand. Delirious and bruised, he declares that he is Spider-Man and runs off. Everyone is confused. Wow, a full page reveal. Um, Eddie, I don't know if you and Violet have the 
book over there. But if you do, um, maybe Violet could read what Peter says on page nine. We've got it right here. Go ahead, V. I had to tell you, I can't keep it a secret anymore. Spider-Man, Spider-Man is finished. He's his career is is ended forever. I'm the only one who could know that because I am Spider-Man. Wow. Nice, V. What? What? I really thought this was it. I thought everybody was going to know he was Spider-Man from now on in this scene. It's such a dramatic moment. This looks like it will be a lot harder to undo than if you had just stolen the jewelry. Let's see how he gets out of this one. All right. In full Spider-Man costume, Peter finally goes to see a doctor at the hospital. Not only does the doctor help Spidey without needing any identification, but determines he's got the flu. After a short nap, he swings off and is fine. What do you think of the hospital sequence, James B.? So, (laughs) there's this doctor who we've never (laughs) seen before. And um, when Spider-Man says, I got the flu, he says, well, it wasn't an ingrown toenail. And then when Spider-Man's running off the building, he's running on the side of the wall. And the guy says, hey, if you slip <laughs> off that wall, forget it. A bone, man, I'm not. So this guy is this guy is all yucks and jokes. This is a pretty funny guy. <laughs> a comedian doctor. Yeah. No wonder he didn't want to know who Spider-Man was. <laughs> Even his intro line, if you let me get one more in, the woman says, but look, it, it, look who he is in his costume. And, he's, and then he says... You know, an understaffed hospital filled with the sick and the anguished, and I'm supposed to wear how someone is dressed? Just relax. So he's all jokes. It's like the funniest doctor ever. <laughs> I, I thought this was a really interesting sequence because this is the second time that I feel like Spider-Man has been very exposed and extremely, well, this is the first time he's been extremely worried about getting unmasked um, by someone to the point where, like, he's been very sick and he won't go see anyone. And yet the doctor's very respectful of his secret identity. Um, I, I think of when uh, he was knocked to the ground uh, fighting Medusa and Captain Stacy saved him from getting unmasked with like one police officer and him alone. I, I think Spider-Man gives the public a bad rap about how much they respect the fact that he has a secret for a good reason and that he, he doesn't really need to worry about this as much as he seems to always worry about it. This doctor is, uh, he's 90% a, a good dude. The only bad part is when he yells to the to the nurse, don't stand there, woman. Sign him <laughs> to an empty bed. But apparently we've learned that's sort of a sign of the times in comics, so we can't really avoid it. Well, listen, we, we kind of glazed over the section that he shows up and tells everyone he's Spider-Man, but we'll, we'll go back and revisit that, I promise. Let's go ahead and wrap up the ending first. Feeling better, Spidey forms a plan to convince Harry, MJ, Gwen, and Captain Stacy that he isn't Spider-Man, and with a little help from Hobie Brown, executes it beautifully. Peter returns to the Stacy residence, where he is forgiven and stoically walks home. All right, so there's two things we really need to talk about today. And one is Peter Parker reveals he's Spider-Man and how he gets out of it. You agree those are the two big things, right? That, that's the, big, the two big things for sure. Well, that's our hook to get people to stay with us and not hang up on us during the sponsor break, because it is now time for our sponsor. All right. Eddie, have you ever said something and wish you hadn't? Uh, yeah, I. that would be really nice if I could take back things that I said. Well, today's sponsor will help you. It's called, simply, Hobie Cleans Up Your Mess. And here's how it works. Let's say you were supposed to do your homework, but you didn't do it. Hobie will show up, and say that you did your homework, but then he lost it. 
You're off the hook. Well, let's suppose you're supposed to pick up your kids from soccer practice, but you left them behind and your wife's mad at you. Hobie will show up and say, hey, that you wanted to get your kids, but it's his fault you couldn't get them. Or or finally, um, let's suppose you were supposed to repay Gaxton loans, the principal, plus 30%. Hobie Brown will show up and say that he took your money and to give you a few more days to come up with the money because it's not your fault. P- basically, Hobie Brown will wash your problems away. Um, Eddie, are you ready to stop wasting your life being responsible and just pay someone to help you with all your excuses? This sounds like a highly irresponsible behavior. I, 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 I gotta say, James, I'm a little bit interested, and at the same time, as a, a good citizen and father and employee, I don't think it's a good idea. Hmm. Let me let me ask. I know I know Violet's there. Violet, have you ever been told to like put your clothes away and you don't want to do it? Wouldn't it be nice to have someone else take the blame for you and say that you know you did put your clothes away, but they messed it up and then it's not your fault? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. There you go. This is what you can do. You can pay someone else and they'll take the responsibility for all the things that you don't want to do. All that boring stuff. Okay. So you you, you like the sponsor? Uh, I love the sponsor. All right. There you go. All right. Well, one of two in our household, James B. I'll take 50% of your family agreeing with me anytime. I usually get a lot less than that. <laughs> all right. Let's go back and wrap things up. We've got two things we need to talk about. And again, uh, which do we do first here? How he gets in trouble or how he gets out of it? Uh, Eddie, why don't you pick? Um, I'll say how he gets in trouble. All right. So wh- why does he decide to do this? It, it's really kind of unclear to me. I, I can only think that it's a part of the depression and the tremendous level of flu that he has. I had no idea flu could be so powerful to make you as sick as a Spider-Man gets, let alone this is Spider-Man we're talking about. I, I don't know if radioactivity somehow is connected to the flu, but you're going to have to help me out here, James B. If it was he was being irresponsible and not doing anything like blowing off the party, I'd get it. But to, first of all, he barely shows up at parties as it is. He's always blowing them off. But to show up and then drop this bomb... I, I don't know, like, what, you know, I keep looking back, like, what? Oh, because he, th- is it because he thinks he doesn't have his powers, right? I mean, you think that's, right. he thinks, that's, that's his Spider-Man huge stressor. Is, yeah, Spider-Man has taken his final swing, fate has made that decision for me, so he thinks he's not Spider-Man, and then decides he's going to show up and let everybody know, hey, I'm going to tell you that I've always been Spider-Man, and then immediately runs off he does get he does manage to get in one more line which is i'm sorry for all the trouble i may have caused i've got to go and then he runs away so he gets in two lines i'm spider-man and then he runs away and that's it and then everybody has to decide how they want to handle this which is crazy that they don't seem to take it that hard like it's weird because right afterwards i mean harry does point out that this is not the first time that peter has revealed been revealed as Spider-Man a long time ago. Stan reminds us in issue 12, Doc Ock pulled his mask off and there was Peter, but nobody believed him. Hold on, hold on. We can't just, you can't just make this jump here. Uh, Harry Osborn, uh, I'm just going to help you out. Sure. Harry Osborn appears, first appearance, issue 31. Uh-huh. He's going to quote something from issue 12, <laughs> which means that he either heard it from Flash we know it didn't make it in the newspaper, so... 
Harry and Gwen came in the same time, wouldn't she remember just as well? Well, yeah. (laughs) And then the logic was, the logic actually works against what they're trying to do in the story. They're like, wait a second, this has happened before. He was unmasked before and it was him. But they realized he was an imposter and then he got yelled at for it. But what would make him try that trick a second time? (laughs) I'm like... The, the jump he makes is that maybe it's a trick again, as opposed to maybe it was real the first time. Is this a good idea? Is it a good idea that Peter reveals he's Spider-Man to these four people? If he believes he's not Spider-Man anymore. Even, I, either way. He thinks he's not Spider-Man. He thinks it's over. No, no, it's a big difference. Oh, that's true. It's a difference if he's revealing he's Spider-Man because he was Spider-Man, or if he's, hey, by the way, guys, I want to let you know I was Spider-Man all along, but not anymore because I have no powers. Versus mm. I'm still Spider-Man. It's a big difference. So That's true. I think uh, it was. I mean, it'd be a, a big. It's a good idea, but he would. I think it's a good idea. He runs away too because he believes that Gwen is hysterical about it. He, I can only say delusional and just depressed. All sorts of problems that he's got. I'm not surprised he makes poor decisions at this point. And Gwen doesn't even have the worst reaction to it. The worst reaction is probably MJ, and her response is, "Wow, Gwendy, you sure can pick him." He's either a masked menace or a psycho case. Take your pick. Okay, Tigress, he's all yours. <laughs> harsh, MJ. So harsh. I thought you were his friend. <laughs> well, actually, she's just being mean to Gwendy, which is true. not a surprise. Well, it's a double... I've interpreted it as a double harsh on both Gwen and Peter. I mean, she's calling him a psycho menace, so it's not exactly nice. Well... That's all the negatives for this I can think of right here. But there is a positive because when you were reading the issue, did you know who he was going to go to for help? Um, no. Well, I had an inkling it might be Hobie Brown. There, Since Doc Connors isn't around, there's just not too many other allies that Spider-Man has. Yeah, I also had an inkling. I was, you know, 80% in. The good thing this book did, which never happens for us, is he has a whole full two pages where he says, I'm going to go take care of this and find this person that's going to help me. And then you turn the page and Hobie Brown's on every single panel. It didn't get revealed too early. It wasn't like Hobie Brown was on one panel. Because sometimes you can see, right. like, I wonder who it's going to be. And then you can see the villain. Or the, like, and at least it worked out on this one. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it was a commercial in the real book or an ad. And unlike the chameleon, Hobie Brown isn't on the front cover too. <laughs> From when we had the chameleon <laughs> revealed on the cover. Absolutely. absolutely. Although... You know, that's going to happen sooner than later in, the, in upcoming <laughs> issues as well. Um, Hobie Brown, by the way, not in his Prowler costume. He's wearing his uh, he's leather just, patent shoes. Yeah, I I wouldn't describe them as window washer shoes. Um, that's for certain. It's like church clothes. He's in church clothes, basically. Yeah, right? washing windows in a fairly nice outfit. Yeah, maybe the shirt's the only thing that's lacking a little bit. But he's... Yeah, and, and, and Hobie Brown doesn't put two and two together. For those who didn't read this issue... Um, he, Hobie Brown's the Prowler, who we re, we talked about in Amazing Spider-Man uh, 78 and 79. We always have to have uh, one of our daughters on when we talk about Hobie Brown. <laughs> That's right. The And what happens is uh, he tells Hobie Brown um, to not ask any questions, but to follow these directions specifically. He wants him to uh, to put on the Spidey suit, show up at a certain place at a certain time, and... Uh, do what he says. And when Hobie Brown shows up, he sticks his head in the window and um, 
he comes in the window, by the way. No, you know, think about that window washer. <laughs> and he comes in the window and he says, and he talks like Spider-Man. He's like, it's Spider-Man, the real one. He goes, you just know it, mister. No need for anyone to get uptight. I just wanted to thank Parker for bringing me my costume. And he says, make sure I get my cut of the dough. You rake in taking my pictures, little man. And, uh, you know, and then somehow on page um, 19 there, he climbs up the side of the building. I can only assume he has his prowler claws underneath those hands of some kind. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought. We're not going to win a no prize. I'm sure the answer is going to be he's wearing his <laughs> prowler gloves underneath the costume. And, uh, you know, convenient. They're all there and they see this. And then I guess they all decide, okay, well, that's it. And he could just, then he could just leave. <laughs> okay, now you can leave. You've accomplished your, your thing here. So. Thanks, Obi. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to talk about this issue? I thought it was ridiculous how fast <laughs> Peter got better once he was told he only had the flu, you know? Like, it's it's clearly, like, psychological, his illness also, because he's like, I, only, I have the flu? Oh, I'm good. And then he just leaves immediately, and he is fine, so. Well, another thing I wanted to talk about was the fight with the Black Widow. We just sort of brushed over the fact that, why is she fighting him? I, it seems like she's going to test her power. She's going to learn the ways of Spider-Man and then test her powers to see if she can defeat him. But like That's like saying I want to see how fast my car can go. So I'm going to have zoom past the cop and have a little car chase and tell the cop like, "Yeah, just seeing how fast we can I can stay away from you checking out the handling on this car." You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, she she she's literally fighting him. She like hits him with the widow's sting and she she ties him up at one point. Yeah, that, you know? that's how she gets like scared off because he just rips through the rope, and then he jams up her uh, her yeah. her wrist gizmos as he calls them with the web fluid, <laughs> and then she takes off. And then when she takes off, she's like, "Nah, it's fine," you know. Maybe that I'm was good. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> what a whatever. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to talk about this issue? Do you want to talk about anything, V? Yeah. What do you want to say? Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that Hobie Brown was gonna be the person that um, was gonna. Um, Help out Peter Parker. Yeah. It was a surprise for you. Yeah, very surprised. I didn't even know. I didn't even know who was Brett Hobie Brown. Yeah, we gotta read back on a couple right. of ones. Right. That's uh, that's Dad's fault for not having you go back and prep appropriately. Yeah, it's your fault, Dad. Your fault. Blame wait, wait, wait a second. Do Eddie, this would be a perfect opportunity to hire, okay, to hire out the Hobie cleans up your mess. Because now, wouldn't it be convenient if Hobie Brown showed up and let your daughter know, V, it's not your dad's fault, that he actually did want you to read the book, but Hobie Brown screwed things up. Huh? So it's all Hobie Brown's no, fault. No, right, right. From the spot. You see? Do you, are you starting to see? The... No, it's actually my dad's fault. <laughs> no, see. If... No, Hobie it won't. Dad. It won't work. Hobie won't work for me. No. <laughs> this is not really. It will not. This work. is not a good promotion for our sponsor here, V. You want to? Uh, you want to say Hobie <laughs> would work here? They're sponsoring our episode. <laughs> They're paying our bills. You know you gotta, what? You gotta agree the... with them. You gotta say, oh, of course he'll work. Okay, it will. All right. <laughs> That's the best I can do. We might have to get Hobie Brown to clean up V's mess now, too. <laughs> Just 
clean up mess. Wait, is Hobie Brown actually real? Well, he's real in the book right there. No, is he real in like real life? So he's actually real. So we can just right right now. All right. Well, why don't we wrap up the regular part of our show here, and then uh, uh, Violet, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Let's read Spider-Man. I uh, I hope you had a good time talking uh, to me and your dad about Spider-Man. You're welcome. Uh, if anybody wanted to send you uh, any kind of messages uh, saying what a great job you did, uh, how would they reach you? You could send Violet a message through Let's Read Spider-Man at gmail.com or at Let's, at Let's Read Spidey on Twitter. Sounds perfect. Okay. I will relay it to her immediately. I guess it's time for the close. Violet, uh, are you ready to help us with the close? Yes. And remember, listeners, Spider-Man should always be a good guy. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. So we can stop now, and let. But if if you have anything you Any want last, to talk about, the book? last things you want to talk about, Spider Man, or what we saw in the comics. No, I'm fine. You good? I'm a okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, V. Go upstairs. Okay. Bye bye. Bedtime. Right. Dad. Oops. Bye. Great uh, job. Dad, you promised I could. V says, "Great job." Thanks. What? Uh, what did I, I promise? Thanks. Uh, you promised when when I done cleaning my room and doing the dishes I can play Minecraft, but I never got to. Well, okay, all right. Well, we'll play maybe. I go maybe tomorrow. Okay, but, it's too late now. Dad. <laughs> all right. Please. There you go. Go see what Mama says. <laughs>